0: Welcome back to a whole nother episode of On The Porch. Guys, you already know we are going crazy. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Hey, we back here with another episode of On The Porch, man. So we're going guess for guess for
0: guest. We're going bigger and better every time. He's going crazy right now in the real estate industry, guys. I mean, he's, he's a broker. He's done wholesaling.
2: I'm Nico Sharma, 25-year-old real estate broker, and our brokerage is in... Seven states now, we're going to be in 35 by the end of this year. Let's go. Yeah, man, and the investment firm too, so. You got to
0: be an agent to list on your platform?
2: So if you're an investor, you get access to unlimited listings through our brokerage. It's for volume investors, whether you're doing a deal or two a month, all the way up to some of our biggest clients are doing 25, 30 deals a month, making a million a month. I didn't realize at that point is being a realtor, you have a new boss every week. Mm. When you're an investor, you get to act as that principal, and you can use that license as a tool in your tool belt. The single family realm is like the G League. Multi-family and commercial is like the NBA. Hmm. Yeah. So how do you get to that that league? Because you're thinking in terms of, instead of hundreds of thousands, you can start to think in terms of millions or tens of millions. Delegation and building a team, when you first start out doing it by yourself, you're gonna make a bunch of money, right? once you start to close deals but then you go from all right if i stop working i stop making money to how do i build a business around this to where i can make it predictable i can make it something that i understand if i put x in on the lead side i'm gonna get y out on the revenue side
1: Guys, I know it's been a great episode, but let me put you on game. If you've been in a wreck, let blessing at your accident, your money, get you a check today.
0: Man, go ahead and hit her up. Do not hesitate to hit up 888 798 for all your accident referrals and get $300 every time. I know you can use the extra $300. I can too. So go ahead and hit up. If you know anybody that's been in an accident, your mom, your uncle, your auntie, your daddy, your daddy cousin, whoever it is, go ahead and hit up. Tell them to follow her at Instagram at your Accident your money right now and then tell her I sent you tell her on the port sent you and she gonna mess with you and she gonna give you a great deal. Let's get it done that's just too early, right? We're going to cut that part out. Hey, welcome back to a whole nother episode of On The Porch. Guys, you already know we are going crazy. We are getting things done, but make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you're on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, go to our other platforms, whatever that is. Whether that is Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, BJ don't like when I said OnlyFans. I don't know. You guys don't know what we got going on, but please leave us five stars, say something nice, move us up those charts, and make sure that this message is getting out to everybody else that needs to hear it. Guys bj (laughs) (laughs) hey man hey man hey man
1: hey Hey, we back here with another episode of on the porch man y'all already know it's your boy underscore bj real y'all can go ahead and follow us at all platforms we're on all platforms you guys at underscore on the porch but like i said guys we're going guest for guest for guests we're going bigger and better every time and we have another special, special guest with us another here today, Another
0: special, special guest. My guy has been going crazy in the real estate game. I mean, he's only 23, 24? 25. 25! Yeah. Shit, still why only did, 25. Why'd you try to guess his age like that? I was trying to guess. I <laughs> <laughs> figured out. He's 19, two days, and three 19, <laughs> 17, 70? I don't fucking know. But look, mm-hmm. no, he's only 25 years old. All just side. he's going crazy right now in the real estate industry, guys. I mean, he's he's a he's a broker, He's, he, he, he's he's done wholesaling He's done innovation, Which he'll a lot of stuff he do I'm going to let him explain all the things that he do He has some stuff that most people If you're in real estate right now You need to be in his program So we got my guy, Nico Nico, go ahead and introduce yourself Let us know who, it is, who you are And what you do <laughs> First and foremost, appreciate y'all for having me on here Both of you are No problem, no problem appreciate you for coming
2: Absolutely, absolutely So I'm Nico Sharma 25 year old real estate broker and our brokerage is in seven states now we're going to be in 35 by the end of this year let's go yeah, man. and then the investment firm too so the way i have it set up is the investment firm is where we act as the principal as you know signing a purchase contract. i've been saying what is the principal? okay yeah so where we we locking stuff up as the buyer uh-huh. and then we use our brokerage to sell our inventory but in the process top brokerage has been able to become a huge disposition resource for other high volume investors Mm -hmm. through our subscription model, which you look at Spotify, what it did for music. You look at Netflix, what it did for movies. We kind of looked at that and said, okay, how do we do that for real estate? And so we created a subscription model where there's three different subscription tiers, depending on how much volume somebody does. Instead of 3% at close, they might only have to pay 0.13% on the listing side at close. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of paying a flat fee and getting shitty service every time, yeah. you might only have to pay you know, a fixed monthly subscription. And here's the cool thing they got access to unlimited listings in any of the states we're in.
0: Hold on, wait. So, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Because yeah, you're throwing it at them. You're throwing it at me. No homo. Pause. <laughs> Hold on, wait. <laughs> 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 no, wait, wait. No, so, so, wait. So, you're telling me. You have a platform where you got to be an agent to list on nah, your platform. Nah. So if
2: you're an investor, you get access to unlimited listings through our brokerage. Mm.
0: So if you're an agent,
2: it's actually not for agents. It's for volume investors. Whether you're doing a deal or two a month, all the way up to some of our biggest clients are doing 25, 30 deals a month, making a million a month.
0: So so say somebody, if somebody's a all right. So somebody a wholesaler... Whole they seller, could come. Flipper, they come developer. on and anything, and they wholesaler, flipper, developer, whatever. They, if you have to sell a property, no matter who what it is, mm-hmm. they can go to your platform without having an agent, mm-hmm. and they can list the property on the MLS.
2: Yes, as long as if if they have it under contract and they don't straight out own it, Or if they have equitable interest, they got to right. They got to have the right paperwork. But as long as they have the right paperwork, which is, y'all know this. The purchase sale agreement. It's real easy, right? Yeah. Because you can give sellers two cash offers now, right? Yep. Your off-market wholesale or this one where you get it on market. Yeah. And so they get the contract in place. They take photos. And we have everything online. So you set up a profile at topbrokerage.org, which will be .com soon. I got the domain in process. Let's go.
0: He had to pay some money to get that one. (laughs) (laughs) No. And then
2: um, from there, you upload your photos. You upload your contract or proof of ownership. And then you're in a position where, you know, our admin back end team, if you want to edit the price or whatever you might want to do on the listing, they're right there for you. And then once you get a contract from a buyer buyer's agent off of the MLS marketing that you're doing, you now send it to us, all templated and filled out to docs at topbrokerage.org. And then at that point, we review initial and sign. So it's like you got a broker in your back pocket.
0: That's crazy. For a
2: fraction of what an agent would be.
1: Wow. Yeah. How did you even know this was possible? Like how long were you like an um a real estate agent? And yeah. How long like, yeah, were you so... like a broker?
2: Well, the cool thing about it is the only reason, like when I first started the brokerage, my mindset was I'm gonna be selfish, I'm gonna keep this for me. Like, oh, our investment firm will be so yeah. much better because mm-hmm. nobody else has this. But yeah. from operating from abundance, that's not that's not how you wanna like you you make money while you, because you focus on solving problems for people. Right. And like me as an investor, I've probably only done four or five deals to off-market buyers. Most of my investment deals have been sold on the MLS. Mm. We did seven figures just last year doing that. Right.
1: That's a different. Okay. Side of cool. It. Yeah.
2: And so instead of just holding that info and, and trying to keep it just for me, I'm like nah, fuck it, let's give it away. But you speaking to of people
1: anything. where we done most of our deals off-market. Too. whereas you say you done most of your deals like on market, so that's just a different outlook for us.
2: Well, imagine how much money y'all left on the table too by down. not setting those expectations because mm. you selling it to the person that is trying to make money with that deal as opposed to selling it to the person that just, just wants the
1: house. Wants to go on there. Mm-hmm.
2: And it works better for you know turnkey stuff, but I've sold dog houses on the MLS too because you've got your first-time investors that are not on anybody's buyer's list. So they, Yep. Like, I had a deal... In Doraville, which is like north, you you know where Doraville is, north of Atlanta. I got crickets when I sent it out to my buyer's list. When I put it on MLS, I got a call that night and had it locked up with earnest money deposited that morning by 9 a.m. And it was sold for it was like a 50k spread. So you
0: made 50k off of it.
2: And keep in mind, I had crickets when I sent it out to my buyer's list. So I was thinking I had a bad deal. What is a buyer's list? So the buyers list for our off-market guys, you're going to have a VIP list of qualified cash buyers that you know will buy your inventory. And the best way to put it is you source that inventory from the outlet, which is a.k.a. sellers. Yeah. And then you are the plug. You are getting it to your clientele. Right. And they are your clientele because they're going to take that, do what they need to with it. And then the crazy thing, which is why the MLS strategy and top brokerage is so dope. Most of those guys are taking that shit to the MLS. That's true. So imagine if you could cut out not one, but two middlemen, the agent and the cash buyer. Okay, yeah. You go straight to retail, which means that 20K deal could have turned into an 80K deal.
1: Uh, so what is that? What is that whole process called? Is that just just a regular yeah, hotel deal? What what is, <laughs> so is it no-baiting? So
2: the only difference, so, it's, so most people have this misconception that if I get it on the MLS, that means I'm automatically no-baiting. Novating only happens when you have your A to B and you have your end buyer that comes and you replace your A to B and make it an A to C with mm. you as the B party going on the seller side of the HUD as a payoff. Because if you on the seller side of the okay. HUD, OK, a payoff. Go, keep going. Yeah, so assignments are on the buyer side, right? Mm-hmm, yep. Novations are a payoff on the seller side, so no lender can say anything about that. Okay. <laughs> so a FHA buyer that has a seasoning period, you can't double close to them that's actually why seasoning periods are there to prevent against those quick flips like that because they're so there's so little amount that they have to put in the bank has most of their money in the deal for a FHA buyer right right and so they want to prevent against the quick flip aspect of things but since you're able to innovate no lender can say anything to you about it regardless of what your spread is because you're not on their client side of the hut
0: oh my goodness so 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 you're not so you're saying you're on a With Novation, you're on the seller side of the hood. And there's only one hood. So
2: there's two things back to your question too. Mm. The only thing that changes y'all with this is, hey, Mr. Seller, I have a corporate internal marketing process. I'm going to need access to the property. And there's a chance I bring on a retail finance partner to get this deal done. Right. Because that allows you to get it on market, get the people you need into the house. And Mm. then, then at that point, you decide based on the offers you get, Am I double closing this or am I novating this, right? Because the only time, remember, you only need to novate
0: when you have the seasoning period. And a, a, a seasoning period with the, I guess that's only with pretty much with the FHA. Yeah, conventional because they use you can double. Close yeah, because FHA, I guess from what my understanding is that, like you even when I when we flip the house. When you flip a house, they they like, FHA, it has to be... You had to own... The seller has to... Whoever's selling the house had to own the house for at least like 60 days. 91. 90, days. 91, 90 some days,
2: yeah. 91 days before you can even sign a contract with that FHA person. Mm, and What's so,
0: the seasoning period
1: for the um, people that don't know?
2: So the seasoning period basically is if that property was bought on, let's just say, November 1st, right? You're going to have to wait, if you're FHA buyer, you're going to have to wait 91 days before you can even think about putting that property under contract to buy. Mm. Regardless of closing, it's putting it under contract to buy. And I'm not sure if USDA has a seasoning period, but to my knowledge, it's like just FHA and then I'll confirm USDA. But VA and conventional don't, so you could still double close to them. But here's the cool thing too. When I novate, right, when I double close, if it's to a conventional or VA buyer, what am I going to need to double close? Because they don't allow for pass-through funding. Transactional. Transactional Transactional
0: funding. Yeah, and you just hit up a transactional funder.
2: Yeah, but here's the cool thing, right? Transactional funding, 1% of a $900,000 deal could be nine racks, right? Yeah. But if you novate, you're in a position where you don't even need to go get transactional funding. Because
0: it's all coming from... FHA, well, or whoever whether,
2: that is. Even if it's a conventional buyer at that point, you're not double closing on it. because so you didn't close your A to B side. So you didn't close, it's, not, it's only one closing cost. It's only one set of and closing And you're not paying it. Mm-hmm. But what well, it's coming of, from your fee, but you're not... You're not taking the same Yeah, yeah,
1: And I was about to say, like, what type of sellers do you usually like run into that let you like novate their property?
2: Well, so it all sellers are open to this if you approach them the right way, right? And I don't want to say all sellers, because some will be in a situation that requires them to just get on with it Mm. but now y'all are in a position as investors right so for us on the top buyer side we can offer people two cash offers our first cash offer is what we call our no access cash offer right it can close in 7 14 21 days that's your traditional hey i'm gonna off market wholesale this to a traditional cash buyer or I'm going to take this down with private money and then list it back on the market right mm-hmm. those are kind of the exits from there and if you take it down with your own money you could flip it if you wanted regardless right right and so every seller you talk to now you now have a negotiation tool to be able to present them two cash offers oh. one with your process and one without your process and if they ask well hey well, I mean why is this one so much lower than this one well hey To be fully transparent, there's two reasons. One, we might bring on a retail finance partner. But the second part is, if you're allowing us to run our process, we're in a position where we might already have a buyer locked in that wants X, Y, and Z instead of a full 80K flip. Right. So now for us, we had to do less work to the property. And instead of having to hold that thing for three months, we might only have to hold it for three weeks. And so because you allowed us to run our corporate internal marketing Mm. process, provided for access and did what we (coughs) needed to do... We're the type of organization that's going to put that bread back into your pocket, which is why you see the difference in the difference in the cash
0: prices for no access versus with our process. So, okay, okay, I, I see, I see that, I see what's going on. So, when when you're giving these individuals, that's obviously just a plus, right? People are able to say, you know what, you give me two cash offers instead of one. Like most of the most of the market is doing, most of the market of people that's just traditional like wholesaling or people that's just traditionally buying property they don't have that option to say i get you they this is my offer and that's it. Yeah. But now you got a place where it's like look you can take this offer or this offer mm-hmm. and whatever that is hey it's up to you whatever one you want to take. But it basically gives you more options. Yeah, exactly, right? And it's it's about how you roll it up too,
2: right? I've seen people that just straight up present the two offers and let them decide what works best on their situation. Some of our investors will hit them with the no access And if they're okay with the no access number, they'll still try to set expectations as to the process. Mm -hmm. But if they're not okay with that, then they'll just anchor them even more. Because from a psychology standpoint, you now have something to negotiate on. Right. Right. And if they're not okay with that no access number, the cool thing about this is when you get it on the MLS, most of your buyers are not going to be looking for a cash on cash return.
0: They're not. Yeah. 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 They Mm. just
2: want a a crib to live in. Yeah. What does that mean? They're going to pay higher (laughs) prices because they don't need to acquire it at a price that allows them to make money and think about all the sellers y'all talk to right 98 99 percent of sellers are not okay with our wholesale offer price
0: most of the time yeah
2: most of the time right and it's our job as off when we do traditional off-market wholesaling to find that one percent right yeah but now you're in a position where you open up the market of people you can do
0: business with because for most people it does come down to price it Mm -hmm. does And, and but a lot of a lot of people just don't stick i guess people that don't they just don't want to do this process though because they it, it takes longer and maybe it's a little bit more confusing maybe a little bit more paperwork so i mean how does that work with the paperwork standpoint of it like is it harder for me to go in and get started like who is this for yeah so from a paperwork standpoint here's the cool thing
2: right all you need for georgia for example um and i'll and i'll break this down too but georgia M- fmls and georgia mls allow for equitable interest listings So you just got to make sure you set the right expectations with your seller for the three things, access, corporate, internal marketing process, and a longer timeline. And then from that point, make sure in writing in your agreement, you have two clauses, a possession clause that includes the novation aspect and a marketing clause that includes your right to market. What does they say? What does they say? Uh, all parties agree that buyer has the right to market in any capacity mm-hmm. including the multiple listing services. Okay. And okay. then in parenthesis MLS. There's okay. Some form of, of of along that. And then another line speaking to seller understands buyer has the right unilaterally to novate this agreement and it's if that occurs seller agrees to cooperate. Okay. So you it, have to
1: have both the marketing and novation clause in
2: there. Marketing and novation clause in there because if you don't, right? you don't have the possession clause, if you get an FHA buyer, you don't have the possession aspect in there. And they're not not even the possession aspect. You don't have the novation aspect in there, that Mm -hmm. clause. And so they could buck on it as opposed to, hey, this is in the agreement. You need to comply. And to your point too about who is this for, this is for any investor, whether they're doing one to two deals a month or whether they're doing 10 to 20 deals a month. Mm -hmm. Because you can take what would be a variable cost with shitty service, or an expensive cost that close from your bottom line, and turn it into cost-effective means to distribution with speed and communication, and
0: having a broker in your back pocket. I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. So, so, or right, so the bro- to a top brokerage. So first, first of all, how did you even get started in in this? First of all, cause I wasn't going to top broker's top buyer's but like, what did this originally start at like what happened for you to even say you know what let me get into real estate like what was your journey to even get into real estate cuz i know when you first started you wasn't like ah oh, top brokerage. that's not <laughs> what the fuck happened i'm pretty sure you went through a process that made you say okay like a light bulb came on what happened?
2: you know the idea is evolving and it's it's still evolving to this day trying to make it continuously better but uh, i was raised by a single mom and so when i was like 16 15 we moved from the spot that we were at um to this townhouse and in the process of moving to the townhouse we had a realtor i saw the check she made from listing our house i saw the check that she made for helping us find a crib too and i said to myself i can do this but what you don't realize at that or what i didn't realize at that point is being a realtor you have a new boss every week Mm -hmm. when you're an investor you get to act as that principal and you can use that license as a tool in your tool belt.
0: The episode is fire. I get it. But we have to make sure that you get your taxes in this tax season. So why not get them done by the best in the game, KDP tax services? I mean, they're going crazy right now. $7,000 cash advances starting January 2nd. Guess what? That's a pun approval though. But also they're in all 50 states and it's virtual. So you ain't got to worry about leaving the comfort of your home. They also going crazy with the referrals. So you want to make a little cash? I know you do. I like to. So go ahead, hit them up, get referrals as well. And also they do tax preparation, especially. For the self-employed. Guys, I know you hate doing bookkeeping. I hope hate, I know you hate doing all that stuff. So, to keep all that stuff and get your taxes up, go ahead and hit up KDP Tax Services right now. They're going crazy. BJ, I mean, what you got to say about them? Guys, don't
1: delay. Get your taxes done today. And why not from the best tax specialist in America, guys? The best in the game. Y'all can follow her on Instagram and Facebook at KDP <laughs> underscore tax services. She even has a website, guys, that you guys can go to. It's kdptechservices.com. And her phone number, hit her up, hit her up, guys. Her phone number is 910-704-3253. Don't delay.
0: Get your taxes done today. Let's do it. Did you have a bad experience that made you say you didn't want to have a boss every week or what? Um, For me, I think and part you want of-, some of— these.
2: Yeah, listen, you already know. You I was like, hold on, bro. You we Before you, I know you're just it. talking and stuff. I'm like, let it me get some, man. Get you right. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so you know this, right? So when I first got started on the retail side, it's it's literally just, it feels like you're running around. Oh, do you like it? Oh, do you not like it? Yeah. Oh, is this cool? Oh, yeah. okay, cool. No, it's not. All right, let me show you something else. When you're on the investment side, you get into running comps, ARV, understanding the market, understanding real, yeah. what a good deal is. And so, you know... Even the words, right? Realtor, you have a specific duty you perform. Yep.
0: Investor, your job is to
2: just make some fucking money.
0: That's true. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And you know, it's crazy being at... Being at I, and that's why t- a lot of people, you, you brought a good point. Like you said, when you're going from being an agent to being an investor, you're like, you run an ARV, you learn the market I just feel like it's, it's crazy because, obviously, as somebody that wholesales and um, an and investor standpoint, agents don't know what the hell they'd be talking about. No disrespect to my agents that are watching. No, no,
2: no. Let me, to the agents, the ones that just came out of Onyx and fucking <laughs> the hookah bars around here get educated because some of y'all are doing a bad job. Some of y'all are doing great. It's not an all-agent thing. Yeah.
0: But even in Atlanta, like, talk to some of these agents. A
2: lot of them make less than somebody working at McDonald's.
0: Yeah, because it, it, like you said, it's deal by deal, obviously, and then they don't have any type of process to continuously get those deals. So they just thinking, uh, I just get referrals, but that's but not you how
1: it works. know, it's like wholesalers. We get our head cut off for like comping bad deals, but it's like you see every agent oh listing gosh. is like twenty, thirty, forty thousand overpriced, like market value. You know, we're like. It this was on, a wholesaler that did that. Y'all would have been well, cut us out the game. And like it sits agents, on the market for
0: 100 days. It sits um, on the
1: market for 100 days. Probably $40,000 over like market value. And it's like... The maximum. That's like an okay thing for agents to do. Well, and
2: yeah. and I Because I, I've seen good agents and I've seen bad agents, right? There's some agents that will just try to get the business and then lower the price until it sells uh, yeah. over time. Yeah. The good agents, the good brokers on the retail side, because there are some really, really amazing ones that provide a ton of value they from the conversations I've had they won't take a listing if a seller wants a ridiculous number they will walk away from that listing yeah because they understand if the seller's numbers on unrealistic then I'm gonna be spinning my wheels to get this on market just for the shit to sit there yeah as opposed to I'm gonna take the listing because I have confidence that this is gonna be able to sell at X price on the retail market
0: right
1: Okay. We had we had agents that did that to us before, like in our flip, we were like, Okay, we just want two seventy five. And they're like, No, we're we're gonna get three fifteen for this. And we're like, bro. Okay, that sounds good. So go ahead. You're the agent. And we'll end up selling it for like two seventy, two sixty five. It's like
2: the ones that try to sell you on a dream, that's that's part of, just like there's bad wholesalers, there's bad agents, right? Yeah. And like some of them will try to sell you on something just so you sign on the dotted line.
1: But it's like every time you'll see like a house that's listed, it's like at least twenty over market, and it's like it's
0: an okay. Deal. And, and you know what is? I guess that's normal because just like we sent when we send the properties out to our buyers, we're gonna send out for a little higher because we understand that you're gonna try to talk us down, anyways. Mm. But they be just ridiculous, mm-hmm. and it, it's just something that's that's outrageous, and um. How, how how are you are you dealing with people that's like that or dealing with agents? Are Do you even do property that's on the market at all? Or? Um, in
2: terms of on-market outreach to people on market, like yeah. in terms of stuff that's already listed, we've done a couple, but it's not really our focus. The main focus is direct-to-seller. How,
0: how are you finding your
2: direct-to-seller leads? Like, what are you doing? Texting, calling, network referrals, JV deals. Um, we're about to start some Facebook and Google ad stuff too, just because... We've done a lot of prospecting channels, and the next step in marketing is branding that leads to then inbound leads that you can then convert. Speed to lead is still super important with that process. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, right. these same people that are calling you probably calling shit, three other investors in the area, You're yeah. filling out three other funnels. How are you getting on top of them first, building rapport, connecting with them? And one of the things I like to do whenever I talk to sellers, I tell them, we got four options for you. And it's really five, but we only really broadcast the four unless somebody's a high-volume investor. And it's, I can buy this cash and close in 10, 14 days. We can run our offer with our process. It's going to take anywhere from 30, 45, 60 days. Still cash to you, no closing costs, commissions, none of that extra stuff. We can go creative, which is, I mean, shit, Pace Morby is like the king of creative. We know that. You know yeah. what I mean? So crazy. And then with me owning a brokerage, we could list it traditionally if you really wanted to. And then option number five, if they have a ridiculous crackhead number, that cost per lead, say it's 70 bucks. We tell them, hey, you can just go list with our flat fee service because our subscription model does have a flat fee component for mm-hmm. somebody that might just be a one-off seller. So that same lead that would have been a negative $70 unconverted cost per lead loss now turns into a, shit, we might make, what,
0: 70 times six six seven x return on it. Damn. Even though it's on a more minute scale. That's true, yeah. And it's, it's just something that you know, you able to get money off of either way. Because you just make this way that I'm not letting any money go off the table pretty much. Right? You're just like, whatever I can get out of this, I need to get it out of it.
2: Yeah, and it's more like, hey, what works best for you? For based you. On your for your situation, definitely. Right? That's kind of the... I never wanted to be the high-pressure salesperson. I wanted to be the person that put in the work and resources to be able to give somebody options as to what route worked best for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so, so usually... Usually, obviously, you've been doing this. So, what what's your main way of? Obviously, you got you got um, you got the the top brokers or whatever. So, right, when you guys are sourcing your own deals, and your own deals are coming in, like what what is something? What's like? How, how how how? I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question. So, I was gonna just say like, are you guys making a lot of money off of doing your own deals, or having a lot of people coming into your uh, coming onto your platform?
2: both right so it's a mix right so the brokerage because people are in charge of getting their own you know photos and Mm -hmm. and a lot of the stuff i have an admin team that runs all the stuff that an unlicensed person can do okay okay cool and so that allows me to still focus on being an investor first and foremost that owns a brokerage okay and so you know with that being said the the Brokerage has a crazy good scalable potential, and that will scale. Right. But the investment firm, the, okay, that's where we're gonna. Because even now we're really mainly focused on the single family stuff, but getting into multifamily, getting into commercial, that's the next progression. Because one thing I've seen is, uh, and no disrespect for the people that are niched and focused on single family, I've seen people get really wealthy off that. But from what I've seen, the single family realm is like the G League. Multifamily and commercial is like yeah. the NBA yeah so how do you get to that that league because you're thinking in terms of instead of hundreds of thousands you can start to think in terms of millions or tens of millions yeah so the spreads are bigger too
1: yeah and as top brokers that's you're like primarily like is that your main source of income
2: so
0: it's buyers and brokerage okay okay i got you so i so obviously what you're because you're basically doing Brokerage is how you sell your properties. Yeah. And it, it, you built it to solve your own problem pretty much. Yeah. It was like, I mean, I'm like, I'm open it up to other people because, yeah. but it was really built for you. And that's how most great platforms are built. It's <laughs> like, I built it to solve my problem really. Yeah. But it was like, like you said, you just didn't want to be selfish. you just like, ah, oh, the way you really get wealthy and have an abundance mindset. Let me let this open for everybody.
2: Exactly. And that, that's to tie back to your question too about how I got started. Yeah. Like I was. You know, top brokerage was just supposed to be for top buyers, but from operating from an abundance standpoint, we we're like, let's give this to people in a way where, because we only make money in two places on the brokerage side, our monthly subscription and the small minute percentage of commission to us on the listing side, on the back end, you guys pay whatever you want to buyers agents. But those are the only two places that we making money outside of that. We operate at cost.
0: Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's crazy. So with top, with top buyers... Like what? What's that? What? What is that? What is that company looking like? So, what exactly is that? Do you guys just do Novation, or do you guys just handle like basically? Are you guys buying the properties yourselves, or what are you guys doing to top buy? Obviously, you we
2: can be asset agnostic with that. It's, it's kind of like a private equity firm in a sense, but right now we're just focused on real estate. As okay. we
0: grow to even with
2: the with the leadership group I have, like I got amazing leaders around me. Um, yeah, and so. You know, our focus right now is real estate as that investment asset, but top buyers is where we can be creatively, if it makes money, we can run the play. Okay. Okay. And so it's focused on real estate right now, but I see the progression of top buyers getting into private equity, even relationships with guys like Abraham Gray I have. He mm-hmm. owns like 45 businesses. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. Because real estate will make you some great money. Any like any of these industries, if you focus on it, roofing, real estate, whatever it, be, what it Yeah. If you focus, it'll make you great, great money. Mm. Private equity is a mix of that
0: too, because
2: private equity can make you some fuck you
0: money. Yeah, yeah, because you're an invested in and startup. So, so uh, top by how did how long has top buyers been in play though? And, and just the real estate, I guess, just the real May estate. 2019. But
2: it honestly was probably around like a little bit before that too. But in terms of the LLC created, it was mm-hmm. May of 2019. And don't get me wrong, y'all, like I. So I dropped out of college twice. So yeah, part of it, went back? I yeah. dropped
0: out once. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: when I went so I got Indian, like I said, I was raised by a single mom. My grandparents were big in my life. So mm-hmm. I dropped out the first time and, you know, wasn't making the most of my time management stuff. This is already when I was licensed too, just not thinking as an investor. So I went back to school and I actually I, I focused on when I was back in school, I had this vision for some music shit. Fast forward eight months later from August, I had the song, the video, everything done, but outsourced everything except for the stuff I was naturally God gifted at, which is mm. shit spitting and then the vision. My
0: boy say A rapper, okay. Hey, look,
2: uh, Just listen, a bit. It's, it's coming. I'll show you after the podcast. So once I did that, I saw that okay, I have visions in my head that I know I can through collaboration and teamwork can bring to fruition. So I dropped out of college a second time. Grandparents were like, Beta, doctor, lawyer or something, like, <laughs> gas station for all we give a fuck. I was, <laughs> I was like, nah, fuck that shit. Thanks, thanks. I got this. I know I'm going to figure it out. And this was before I had kids. This was before all that stuff. Yeah. Met Shay, who's uh, a partner, business partner and mother of my children. And oh,
0: wow, it still took us nine months to close our first deal. Wow. Still took us. And, nine and that that was on it. Not 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 as an agent, but as like an investor. An investor. Okay, cool. Now we're having
1: a kid on that deal.
0: Listen,
2: but here's the cool thing too, right? If you stay and y'all seen this, right? Because I've seen the people that hit 100 k deal their first month, and then they're not in the industry a year from then. Tell me about it. So they like it's consistency, right? Being able it's like what Alex Formosi says. Being able to play the game, there's a gift in that. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to play at the highest level because I'm competitive as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. And anybody I see doing something at a level I aspire to, I understand they're a person just like me. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I can't, but it's more so how every yeah. single time, right? How and what did they do to do that? Mm-hmm. And so being driven by that, like, I'm not going to fucking stop. I'm either going to make this plan A happen or I'm going to die first after I dropped out of college for the second time is what allowed, to care, what allowed me to carry through those times where 'Cause y'all know this and I'm glad we brought this up. As I've been an entrepreneur longer and longer, I see why this shit isn't for everybody. Let yeah. me tell you. Shit <laughs> not for everybody. Shit, on, everybody. What,
1: bro? It'll be some scary months.
2: Oh, and like my mom, like she kept us in a in a good area and provided a, a great upbringing for me as a single mom because she had a job. Right. And us as entrepreneurs, we ain't going we ain't going to have businesses to run without those types of minded people. That's true. And so just um, understanding that, to your point, too, about when I took that leap, it went from hiring people on that team. My buddy passed away. My brother passed away. We let go of everybody, and then we started building one block at a time. And the whole goal is never to be a high-paid, self-employed person. The whole goal is to be free. Mm. Free, right? And that freedom is, of course, there's always going to be work that comes with that. But in business, you can outsource the stuff you're not good at.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: in life you don't want to do that if i'm fat i'm finna get in the gym and get in shape i'm not going to outsource that i might get a trainer to help with accountability Mm -hmm. but in business like i'm blessed to be able to even sit in that visionary seat in my business and then i'm naturally like a a closer so i'll still hop on calls whenever i'm needed and help close shit but i have a marketing head i have a sales director i have an operations director for and the cool thing is those people are the same people for the investment firm and the brokerage, those department mm, heads, because okay. of how they're connected as a company. Like, yep, yep. And then I got my integrator that does all the integration stuff for those businesses as well, too. So, you know, delegation and building a team, when you first start out doing it by yourself, you're going to make a bunch of money, right? Once you start to close deals. yep. But then you go from, all right, if I stop working, I stop making money, to how do I build a business around this to where I can make it predictable? I can make it something that I understand if I put X in on the lead side, I'm going to get Y out on the revenue side. Right. And that's what's really been exciting for me. Building a business like that, that brokerage one day, maybe sell that shit for 500 million, sell it for a billion, whatever it might be, right? It's more of the lifestyle that I'm after than I am the exact dollar amount. Because Bob Marley said this shit. There's no happiness in numbers. They just keep going. Yeah. But I want to make a fuck ton of money. There's nothing wrong with that but I want to do it while keeping God first and living a life that I enjoy.
1: Now, are you like delegating all the stuff that you're like not good at or you just understand that it's a business and I need to put people in place like if I'm not good at it, someone needs to be doing it?
2: Both, right? So the stuff that I'm naturally not good at, I'll bring somebody in and the stuff that, you know, I need to understand and then delegate, that's where it's like, "All right, I've done this so many times to where I know X, Y, and Z needs to get done and you know, part of where I'm at, too, is because I got a really good team. Mm. Like, us being right here right now, I'm not worried of what's going on in the business because I know, shit, it's going to be able to get handled. Yeah. yeah. I've got the right partners and, and employees and, and shit to, to just keep it growing.
1: Yeah, and the second part... For you to drop out of college twice, you have to be making some good some money. money So with like top brokers and top buyers, like what would you say? I'll say top buyers. Brokerage wasn't even there at that point. Top brokerage got started probably a year after I dropped
2: out of college. And it's funny, when I dropped out of college, y'all, shit, I was surviving off trap funds. Mm-hmm. Just to keep it a bean. Like I yeah. st- I stepped out on faith. I had this vision in my head that I knew I could bring to fruition. Wait. And I
1: wait, step that on a three five. You a you a, you a, you a, <laughs> wait you a, three
0: five. So, so wait, so you so I'm not so, pulling up unless it's so, a three five or better. Right, when I'm we not gonna, pulling up gonna, for no gram. We gonna get it, we gonna get it to that, oh, end. I'm not on. pulling up. This no is what I wanna say though. This is <laughs> what I wanna say though. Hold on, hold on, wait. He First of all, so with, so with top so with top buyers, like what was that obviously you've been doing it for a while. What was like your like what did that look like? What you guys bring in monthly for top buyers? So
2: last year, uh, like I said, we did over that million in terms of revenue. So Mm. I guess that comes out to like right at around like 90K, which there's levels to this shit. That's great. Don't get me wrong. But there's levels to this shit. And then fully transparent, right? First two quarters of this year on the investment firm side, I took my best salesperson and moved them to Dispo. And so we on track to do right under a million this year. So not the numbers we hit last year. Yeah. And part of that too is because I, you know like we was talking about right i had a freight brokers that i was owning doing a lot yeah and i shut that down i wasn't the operations person but i it still it takes yeah. up headspace right and then i had a jewelry business and those are still my boys but from a headspace standpoint making money right if you focus on making that one or two things huge which for me it's two things technically but one thing yeah cause it always goes in yeah, because it connects right If I can focus on getting that to a level where it's 500 million, 200 million, 300 million, whatever it is, at least, right? Then I'm in a position where I have capital to leverage as opposed to spending my time every which way. Mm. Once you have that exit and the experience of being able to exit, you can take that to other businesses. And so even like I use Hermosi as an example, he focused on his gym business till he sold that shit for $100 million and now he buys and sells businesses. Mm -hmm with the team that he has too and so you know the fallacy of you need seven streams of income yeah but if you have seven buckets that are doing nothing or not as much as they could as opposed to focusing on that one bucket that can then explode because hypothetically right whether it's roofing or a brokerage or an investment firm or solar all these things have huge earning potential but if you're trying to do all of them at once how are you going to compete with the person in your industry that's just focused on that one thing
0: yeah you can't yeah. you can't you can't okay so i i guess so right now you, you're looking at a part of under under a million so what what does that look like like what was your i guess what was your i will just say this like what was your biggest month ever like with top brokers? what was that with with top buyers uh, top buyers my bad not brokerage you know you
2: get a quarter million dollar month and then a hundred thousand dollar day and that's
0: it's smooth. That's smooth. Goddamn. Okay. Cool. There's That's cool. levels to this shit. So <laughs> how do you go from how do you go from being somebody that was trapping basically? First of all, like what? How do you even get to that? Like what? I thought so so you. I, I, saying, I, 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 I got a talking. I got a good background story. So on for the sure, because because you're saying you said you know your your parent you know your mom you know she provided a solid life for you all and everything like that. So how did you even get to somewhere where you're in the headspace of trapping? Because we always think people that start trapping are something is somebody that. They they went through a, a real bad struggle, or they went through a pain that came up, but it seemed like you came up pretty okay. So we and were say, we was like
2: lower middle class, right? I was around people that had it. That's the worst middle class. Well, and that's it's no like, cap.
1: That's we worse than being poor. We middle
0: class. <laughs> me too, bro. Cause you gotta understand. That's the. But, hey, no, listen, no, listen. Give me something because you gotta understand. That's we the We were around the niggas top. with money, but, you, but, you, but like, but it's we, like we, we all right uh, there with us. I mom, mean, can pull.
2: I get twenty bucks? No, you can't get fucking twenty dollars. We don't got twenty. Like my mom to keep us in the house that we was at was was selling our. Family jewelry mm. and it was the
0: same house I was in since we was like and Five our or six. first
1: day In school fit We used to have the Mix and match it
0: Uh huh You gotta understand. it. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and people don't Understand that Being 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 that lower Middle class Is, is not Not I'm not going to talk about being poor or whatever, but that shit damn near worse than being poor because you got to understand when you're poor, you hanging out with a lot of poor people. You just whip everybody, all y'all around there poor. You but making bills mid- just
2: to pay bills. You
0: making, yeah. But when you but when you're middle class, it's like there's two different levels to middle class. Now you middle class where, you know, you, yeah, shit, you basically damn near poor, but you got friends that's like, they real upper middle class, like they oh, really so live for real, right? Back. So you it show more. So now we're all in the same space, but obviously it's very visible that I have less than you, even though we're in the same place, same school, same everything. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the worst. So 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 how did you end up? So y'all was lower middle class. Yeah. So you know it it actually didn't even
2: start from. It, it was cool because it's my first lessons into business, right? Mm-hmm. And the only reason I started getting, I was pushing tree. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I did that is because my sister has Crohn's disease. Mm. And when she was right like 12, 13, she got diagnosed. And I grew up hooping and playing football. She grew up hooping. So she was she's 5'8", 5'9", and was like 130, 125, somewhere in there. Okay, And went from that to, by the time she was 15, she was like 80 pounds, mm. had a pick line in her chest, had a pick line in her arm. And for the people that don't know what a pick line is... It is something that is attached to you and hangs from you wherever you go. So whenever the nurses and doctors came to our crib, they would be able to infuse the nutrients into her because chromes literally made her go from this happy girl that was hooping and loving life and was a little pudgy, right, to crazy skinny, depressed, anxious, suicidal. And I'm sitting here watching my sister take the doctor-recommended medications and it's doing nothing for her. And so I did my own research and I saw... Marijuana can help. I saw weed could help. right? And so I was like, fuck it. Because it was like two weeks before she scheduled removal of a piece of her large intestine. Uh. And was going to have to have a colonoscopy like poop bag on her for like two or three years. When you in high school, that's your childhood right there. Yeah. And so I started getting weed for her. And at first I ran myself broke. Mm. And so I realized I had to subsidize the pack. So I would get enough in to be able to give her as much as she needed for free for her medicine, and then subsidize the rest, and so I'd be able to refill, replenish, and do what I need. So she always got yeah. her supply of what she needed. Mm-hmm. And so that that actually was where that started, and I'm you know I'm blessed for nothing coming from that because I've lost brothers to that shit. Uh, even Dante I was telling you about was. Kind of, kind of with that, lost my brother Yemi in twenty twenty one to something similar with that, hey. and so it got to a certain point where I was, I was comfortable from that. But am I gonna run up a hundred million dollars and not be dead or in jail with this? No, that's where the pivot came
1: in. Were you scared doing this? Cause I remember in college, like we were like just joking around, and then like we had someone that sold weed, and he, like he just went to me and my friend. He was like, "Just sell this for us." Like while we were in college. And I was, like, just paranoid. Like, I was just scared. So, like, I can't even, like, imagine just, like, sending, like, just weed. I,
2: well, I, what's crazy, too, I was getting my shit online. Oh. From, like, what? the like the the, the web. Just, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I was getting it at crazy prices. And, you know, that's always in the back of your mind. Is my shit going to get kicked in? somebody going to try to rob me? And there were a couple instances where, blessed because I was able to mitigate that because of how i ranch it but you, you definitely like that's a that's a real risk and i'm blessed
0: i never nothing happened but that's real you know you know,
1: you know they covered, now you know what's
0: bro. crazy though you don't understand bro and, and and it's just something i really just never understood as people that sell weed right and you know no knock on you never mm. right y'all <laughs> y'all people all right selling <laughs> fucking fucking weed right First of all, I said, if I'm going to sell the drug, I'm going to sell the fucking drug. I'm going to sell some motherfucking crack cocaine. <laughs> what kind of clients you want? Because I want what some- What kind of d- clients you want? to want. make a that return, shit, d- want d- I want to a make turn. a good return, bro. I'm selling <laughs> weed, bro. All right, bro. I'm selling weed. All right, boom. I'm going to sell a 3 5 for 40
2: You want to hear something crazy, though? What? So I would get Shake in for $600 a pound. And I would flip it for, like, if I sell it by the zip 16 times around 130 120 it end up coming to around 2500 But the crazy thing is if, and my sister would cook edibles for me. So she would, she she knew, right? Because like she was getting the pack for free. So she would put it into edibles. Oh my God. I wasn't teaching t- people how to sell. <laughs> 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 I wasn't trying to get
1: into this. I, I wasn't. <laughs> teaching us the goddamn binoculars. Hey,
2: 28 grams turns into 60 brownies. Even at five brownies a pop. You had three hundred dollars on that same zip that you would have made one thirty
0: off of selling as. But this a the bit. thing though, most people aren't doing it like that. The people I know from where I'm from, they are not doing that shit. They are fucking buying. They buying a pack.
1: Smoking twenty percent.
0: They smoking the shit. They gonna go sell the shit. Then they most most of the time when they sell it, they bought it. For, they bought it. For, they bought a pack. They may bought it and then they sell it. They sell them three five for, you know, forty dollars. Nah, I just drove over here to make a twenty dollar profit. I made a tw, I made maybe a twenty dollar profit. But then I, I fucking got gas. I put gas in my goddamn car. The gas is gone. Gas. Now, now guess what? Now I didn't make no, f- now now I didn't make no money. Then guess what? I'm also risking my life as I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. This makes absolutely no sense. It's not enough money, and that's just how I look at it. I'm just like, bro, it cannot make any sense. You telling me somebody gonna go sell weed and risk they they life just so they could make. Maybe five dollars in profit. Well, and that's and
2: that's the crazy thing, right? (laughs) Because nobody ain't know a lot of people people ain't drug lords. Come on, bro. You right, right. And I just I'm blessed where I was able to think different in that capacity. But it's uh, and the cool thing is like because. You know my why, of yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, I Was doing it.
0: right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And that's a good. You had a, you had a reason.
2: Oh, yeah, but like, but even to couple that point, the reason still comes with risk. Risk. Yep. Twelve don't give a fuck about that. They don't. You can't don't tell them
1: care. that. They be like, damn, <laughs> damn, damn bro. You I'm you so on your court sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But the cool thing is like being able to take that risk allowed me to step into business with understanding. I've already taken the biggest risk, the risk of my time and my life and my freedom aspect of things Mm. so it it opens you up. like some of the best entrepreneurs started as trappers some of the trappers watching this shit, y'all gonna be some dope ass entrepreneurs just focus because when i was trying to do real estate and that wasn't really real estate wasn't taking off but when you focus your efforts and energy on something that's when in my opinion you see results and fruition and then at that point it turns from focus to leverage how do you build people to where instead of having 24 hours or, or 12 hours in a day i now got 120 hours in a day because of this person this person and this
1: person on my team
0: mm-hmm. so hmm go ahead i getting a little no you got it go ahead this for me
1: <laughs> yeah well, so we saw you pulled up in a tesla so about how much a month is that Tesla? Or, like, how did you go about it?
2: So, it's cool, right? Uh, I'll give you all the backstory on this, too, right? So, right. I had a Jeep and a BMW, uh, got the Beamer for wifey, and Jeep was my car. So, the Jeep, between the note, and I'll give you all the long story short on this, between the note, insurance, interest, gas, and maintenance, the Jeep and the BMW was running me about twenty five to 2700 a month. Because that Jeep will eat gas, right? Mm-hmm ended up getting the two teslas so now i don't have to worry about gas tesla is more affordable from a maintenance standpoint yeah. than Lexus is, which mm-hmm. just goes to say something right right and so now between i have a model x and i have a model s no. Wifey oh, has the Model X as like the car to drive the kids around in. Little, yeah, yeah the Falcon. The Falcon. Yeah, the Falcon door. The bitch open like that. Uh huh. Yeah. Shit. Listen. <laughs> I don't want. Th- yeah. Not that. No. No. Not that one. That's the oh. S. That's, that's my race car. But that shit crazy. Like I don't like even twenty years from now, them shits opening like this is still gonna be fucking fun. Oh, that to watch. shit Oh Yes. Yeah. So it's um, what's well, cool? We saving like three, four hundred bucks a month now, because between. Electricity, insurance, the principles and everything It's about 2200 2300 So wait, how much the motherfucking car note is? Uh, for that, it's like a rack for the
0: Model X, it's like $950. Which we, well, yeah, that's about what we use. That's like how
1: you convince yourself it's a good payment, be like, We're saving. And, and yeah.
0: that, that ain't okay. no, gonna <laughs> count. No, 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 that's how, that's how, how we finish this out, bro. I mean, I understand, but we're not paying
1: cash <laughs> we're not getting an oil change every <laughs> three months. Hey,
2: <laughs> and what's cool too, like once them bitches is paid off, it'll be like 600 bucks a month for both the
0: cars, yeah, for everything. That, that he's right. talking about maintenance and everything, maintenance, that's electricity, all <laughs> that.
2: shit Only things I'm gonna have to do is tires and brakes. So I
1: don't need oil changes, bro. Uh-huh. But
2: damn. the what's fucked though is my title and tags, it's like 240 instead of 20 bucks. Damn.
1: Oh
0: okay. So that's just something that's at in that's like in the beginning of the year, end of the year if, so Insurance
1: so around the same if, for, more. I just want it's,
0: it, it's not bad. My insurance on both of them is it's
2: like 250 a vehicle. Which for I mean, What?
3: Oh fucker Get the God, fuck God.
0: out. <laughs> you <laughs> know how much my motherfucking insurance is? <laughs> 349 <fucking> <laughs> My shit 359. That shit hit my Let account them. every month, and I'd be like, "What the fuck?" Let them get this out. 359, bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Insurance got to be the most motherfuck- motherfucking scam. We, we oh, it is. To no,
2: th- nice. no, no, no. We, we we get into this real quick. Cause think about this: insurance, you pay for something that you hope you don't have to use. <laughs> <laughs> like what the That's fuck? a trap right there That's free cash flow And I And love, them They don't want to pay out nothing So they really trying to fuck you When something actually does happen So you don't bro, have to pay them nothing
0: But ain't gonna lie That's probably the best business ever bro yeah. Like You know a lot of people Look at some business And people like So you gotta be able to be able to separate morals From business sometimes And this is why I say that Because A lot of these businesses That y'all think Fucked up businesses They're great businesses They're just like Right They're not right morally It's a difference Just because it's not good Moral doesn't mean It's not a good business That's, It's a great business model You forcing me To pay this shit And to cho- It's the choice For me to pay it. What happened if I don't Want to pay this shit Okay I crashed my car uh, Y'all don't help me But
1: do what y'all know It's happened? against the law Not to pay insurance That's what I'm saying And they force you to it's have a, it's it the
0: It's against the was- law Oh, so y'all don't think the government's taking some of that? Oh, oh
1: yeah, no, they, they listen, Bro, they, yeah. it's against the law, and they wrote cr- that one in there early. Like,
2: what's crazy too is that's a Georgia thing. In Tennessee, so wifey was pregnant with our second kid, got into a car accident over there, and it wasn't like a bad accident or nothing crazy.
0: Tennessee people don't have to have insurance. Oh man, they need, I need to get the fuck out.
1: I didn't oh. know that was a Georgia thing. I'll ride around dirty. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm the fuck out. I am I'm, I'm gonna pay for this shit myself. Fuck yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm
2: gonna be like, hey, y'all, y'all
1: trying to make a deal or no? <laughs> no, <laughs> we out,
0: bro. We out. All right. So, so I got. You. So, I mean, I don't even know how we just got into the. I know how we got into the car thing. We just had to We just because you got a Tesla, bro. You got a nice car, bro. We try to figure out what we got so to do to be able to one. get there, right? Exactly. <laughs> now, I would like to get an electric car too, bro. Like, I ain't gonna cap my stinger. Lord forbid something happens to my stinger, but if it was to happen. Let me tell you something. Take that bitch. Well, in. hey. And I like <laughs> Elon fucks me because he dropped the prices on the Teslas after,
2: not on the X, but on the S. So he dropped the prices after I'd already bought the S. So I'm kind of negative equity right now. Like how much? He, like, uh, he dropped the prices like, I want to say in total with the two drops, it's like 30 grand, 35 grand on, on what they were. And so, yeah. So like, Damn. I'm like ten grand of negative equity, but I plan on holding on to the car. That's cool.
0: Yeah, name. it is That's how I am. I ain't got no choice. Yeah. Goddamn. Well, how much negative point. equity I am. Hey, but I be
2: letting <laughs> my friends drive it because if they crash it,
0: <laughs> you
2: paying <laughs> the deductible.
0: Like that's yeah. all it is, bro. And as you got gap insurance, you'll be I. Right. Yeah. Yeah. you right. yeah. Goddamn. But but listen. So obviously, I know you. You got a family. You got you got a a, a good woman. You got your kids. But the thing is, first of all. How is that? First, you say you work with your woman, mm-hmm. like y'all work together, y'all run a business together. Yeah, she's. How does that work, bro? Because a lot of people say you're not supposed to. You you can. You, it don't. It ain't work. Ugh. So how is that working for you all, especially with you all being parents too? Like how is that working?
2: So there's pros and cons to it, right? But from a physics standpoint, right, if I can get more energy moving towards the same direction, of course. Of there's going to be more of a result faster. It's going to snowball faster. Yeah. As opposed to, hey, you go here and then I'll go here and then we'll bring it back here and then figure out what we want to do from here. Yeah. And so when I was, I was 22 when I had my first one, like 23, 24 when we had the second one, or just turned 24 actually. And bro, I was nervous as shit because the businesses hadn't really started to take off. And you know, I'm blessed that I got somebody that I know has got my back and that I trust um, because in every business partner, you want trust, accountability, loyalty, and communication. Mm-hmm. And so that's a relationship. Yeah. That's a relationship, right? Yeah. And so if I can, and it's cool too. Cause she not only, we weren't just like, Oh, because we're together, we should do business together. It was more, Hey, you're complimenting the stuff that I am don't have the natural aptitude to enjoy doing. Mm hmm. And which is the back end integration, like stuff like that. And I am the communicator, the salesperson, the front end, the visionary, that aspect of things. And so she became the integrator to my visionary when it was just us. And now we have a, a, a true integrator, not even, I don't want to say true integrator because she did a, and does a great job with everything that she does. But now we have somebody that's like in that integrator role so she can just focus on marketing.
0: Mm. So what's the cons to it, though? the cons
2: are especially with us being young trying to manage all these things we're blessed we got a a live-in nanny who's basically family right Mm i'm gonna make sure that lady's taken care of for forever so from a time standpoint like i'm going to tampa and miami next week and she's coming with me we're leaving from sunday to sunday and the kids are staying at the house with the nanny and so that has made our life a lot easier but from a con standpoint there are times where you're like, fuck this person, right? Yeah. You're pissed. You don't want to talk to them. Or maybe something happens in their relationship and you need to grow and realize and sometimes take a second to make sure it doesn't affect mm. the business. Mm. And so that's, you know, I also see why people don't do business with their significant other. But I see, I use the example of Layla and Alex. That's a that's a, yeah, yeah, 33 and 29 or 33 and 30, something like that. And so, from a time horizon standpoint, when we first started to where we're at now, if we keep on this pace and trajectory, like, there's always going to be bullshit at every level. But if I know I got somebody that's got my back and has my best intention, or not intention, but best uh, whatever, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, if if I know that, then it's like, it compounds
0: over time. So, okay, gotcha. So, so you fi- do you feel like that's something that you'll recommend people to do or it's just like I mean obviously I mean if, or if it's just like if it happens it happens type yeah. it's hard right because it's like
2: <laughs> some people ain't built for being able to do that but you got is—is
0: is it hard to separate because like I obviously is. that's what I'm saying because like we come home and all we talking about is business it's like goddamn I mean well how, where's the relationship well, what do we have fun at where we enjoy each other
2: when I think we find fun in business so that makes it better okay, okay.
0: closing <laughs>
2: hey, hey, hey. Well, because no, bro, it's there's been times, and I'm sure she'd say this too, where we fucking are frustrated at each other, pissed off, and so it's it's not for everybody. But the answer of you know who should do it versus who shouldn't do it, it really depends on did that person. Want to do because Shay saw herself before we even met as this business person, this business woman Mm, that was doing this, that, and the third. I didn't have to put that on her. Okay,
0: okay, I got you.
2: I didn't have to say, hey, this is what I want you doing. It was, she actually is kind of crazy. I fired her a couple times in the beginning when it was just us, but she kept showing me that she's built for this shit. And part of the reason I fired her is because of ego stuff that, you know, us as men, we got to grow out of sometimes, Right. right? And so she's been able to, you know, earn my business respect throughout the years for how resilient and resourceful and smart she is. Um, but there were hurdles and hiccups and shit ain't roses and fucking peaches. Like, shit is not sweet all the time. There are times you probably look at our relationship or look at one of our interactions and be like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> facts, facts, facts.
1: My hit me with that a couple times. I was like, oh, Mike, you want me to be a witness? He's like, no (laughs) (laughs)
0: so i mean it's not necessarily a recommendation it's like yeah man you got i guess you do it you do it me personally i just decide i just i just don't want to do it and if i do start doing the business together i just want to be the i just won't be into it you can i put the money into it you can run that shit i don't want it because and you know it's just you gotta know who your partner is yeah no (laughs) heck no because i mean it's just like first of all women just emotional and that's okay nothing's wrong with that no And it's just like, bro, I don't even want to do that. When I come home from working and dealing with my bullshit, I really don't even want to talk to you about that. Let's just talk. I I want my head to be off of that.
2: Well, and it's the grass is greener, too, right? Yeah. Sometimes me, I'm like, oh, fuck. I, I want that, too. Yeah. But then the other side of it's like, she really understands the shit that I deal with.
0: Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's, it is good, though, because now she understands what you're really going through or whatever. So, yeah. And if we have the same stressors,
2: we can grow together.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. And y'all are... You said she works with you in the business, so do y'all have like joint bank accounts and stuff, or is that separate, or how do you...
2: Jo- that? Joint bank accounts.
0: Um, hey, how do you start doing all this before you get married? Because the married. angle cap, that's crazy. That's hella choice. Yeah. Because, bro, you got to understand, if we was to break up, bro, you're
2: gone. Well, and if, if me and her break up, we still run into businesses. And I think... And that's having, crazy. A lot of people just can't do that. Us having kids adds a deeper layer to that. And it just like, regardless, at the end of the day, I'm going to make sure my kids are straight. Yeah. And, you know, whether Shay was a mother of my kids or not, I would still pick her as a business partner.
0: Mm-hmm. That's big.
1: So having that joint bank account, do you ever like look in there and be like, why'd you spend money on that? Or like, does she do that to you sometimes? Or like, how does that go? Um,
2: none of None of that really. It's more so, hey, let's get our expenses lower in this area. Or hey, let's make sure, like we was doing laundry services and it ended up being like $1,000 a month with how much laundry we had. We're like,
0: fuck that. Let's cut that out. All right. Wait, wait. All right. So so basically, you know, so having a relationship and having somebody on your team, that's obviously good. It got pros and cons, but pretty much it's just, it's to each his own pretty much. It's like, it's not a recommendation like, bro, do this or do this. It's just like, hey, whatever whatever works for y'all.
2: Exactly. It's whatever works for y'all. Because I've seen... I've had conversations through uh, Collective Geniuses, real estate mastermind I'm in with this 60-year-old dude that tried working with his wife and was like, I can't do that, and enjoys not working with the wife in the business. Yeah, yeah. But I've also seen, and the reason I use this example is because this is the biggest parallel for us, somebody like Alex and Layla that, Shit, their efforts compound each other Alex wouldn't be where Alex is without Layla Layla wouldn't be
1: where she's at without Alex
0: Until they break up and we see they get a divorce when they 50 Okay <laughs> so do you know, like, I don't wish that on nobody like,
1: So with you and your um, Girl, do y'all go like 50-50 as far as like Expenses and stuff? Because y'all got the
0: same money basically, y'all making the same money
1: It's just We just make sure everything's taken care of It's not really like
2: a, hey you got what you need Alright I got what I need, alright cool so, so it's it, not
0: like 50-50 It's not 70-30 so like it's, it's just like but well first of all It's hard to do that Because work work together Y'all y'all have the same money bro It's like
1: Is that technically going
0: 50-50? I guess it technically is They're going 50-50 Because 50. if all our money That's basically like I'm saying All of our money is right here Let me use it And then if we When when we do pay all the bills If I want to take some money out, It's going to be out this It's like bro 50-50 It
2: kind of is Listen As long as everything paid And we can go where yeah, we want to do sure, want to
0: invest in what we want as, Because Y'all, people get too caught up in that bullshit conversation. Well,
2: and it's not like like if we didn't have kids together, there's a different dynamic. Yeah, a thousand percent. Because it's so much easier to leave, and so much easier for stuff to be like, all right, fuck you. But we have a common goal that like we ain't meant to live forever. So everything we doing is gonna get given to them. Yeah. And Lord willing, even if we do break up, I, like I I don't see myself as wanting to have kids from different women. Yeah. Like, I don't want that I don't my myself. God. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of headache. And so, and shit, everything I'm doing is for these little ones. You know yeah. what I mean? And everything she's doing is for them, too. So, it's um. everything happened really fast. I did not expect to be a dad at 22, and I didn't expect to be in a long-term relationship. Even when we first met, she was like, I don't think you're looking for what I'm looking for. I said, I'm not ignorant to it, if it makes sense. And shit, snap my fingers. Here we are fucking five years later. Cause what,
0: what, what, how, and when y'all, so, y'all got together when you was 20? 20. 20.
2: Just turned twenty one, actually. Okay. Two months after I turned twenty one. Okay. Okay. She she was in her gap year, so she was eighteen, literally just about to be nineteen.
0: Damn. I got you. So I mean, you you got her now. Y'all here, and you just got to work with what you got. I'm just playing, not like that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, but I mean, that seems like I mean, see, like y'all pretty got y'all got a solid understanding about what's going on. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's all that matters, right? It's just like, as long as y'all got a solid... Bruh, that's the thing about relationships. It's like, bro, as long as that shit work for you, that works for you. That ain't got nothing to do with nobody else, bruh.
2: Yeah, bro, like, if, if you would have looked at our relationship at different shit, you know how it is with relationships. If you look at somebody's relationship at one moment, you might think that shit's toxic as hell. If you look at somebody's relationship at another, you might aspire to be like that. But understanding that it's never one way or another all the time... To each his own. You feel yep. I me? Mean? Yeah. If
0: you wanna take that shit, take that shit. Go ahead. But hey, it is what it is. But it seems like we've probably been here for a minute. Now, this is what I we do like to do though before we get out of here, right? We draw these episodes at the beginning of the week on Tuesdays, right? It's 6 o'clock PM. Make sure y'all tune in. But we draw these episodes at the beginning of the week. So we always want to make sure that we could give our audience something they can actually go actually put into action this week and actually implement it and make their lives better not saying it's got to be exponentially better but just a little better mm. so we call it give them something whether that's mentally physically emotionally financially or spiritually just give them something that they actually can go out and implement this week and make their lives a little better i'm a, i'm a, i'm
2: going a to give uh, the camera right there for all my real estate people out here if you haven't leveraged the mls strategy or don't know what novations are go to top brokerage go to top buyers academy look me up on instagram Nico sharma And what I want you to do is if you have a CRM of leads, call through those leads with those three expectations with the MLS process that I told you guys at the beginning of this video. If you get a contract, reach out to me We'll JV on it or just use our brokerage and sell that shit yourself. So from an action step standpoint, you got money sitting in your pipeline that is untapped. Go take what you learned in this podcast and turn it into a quick 30
0: piece. Let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. Look, guys, please go take action this week and make sure you guys go follow him on Instagram at where? Where they, can they find you at?
2: Nico Sharma, N-I-K-O, S-H-A-R-M-A.
0: For sure. And then what's the, what's the website's called and everything like that?
2: Topbrokerage.org for the brokerage. Mm-hmm. And then for the education on you know how to even use the brokerage, topbuyersacademy.com. Well, we have a course where we teach kind of like Will's EDU for Uh Amazon, but it's for real estate and the MLS
0: strategy. Mm, Okay, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. Well, guys, you guys heard it here first, guys. You guys see what's going on. You see that my guy is super successful. He's doing great things, and he's only going up here. He's only 25, guys. We're trying to show you guys this is possible. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. And if you guys love this video, guys, you feel like you got something out of this. Go ahead, leave a super chat just to go ahead and support. If you want to just support us overall, just leave a super chat because ultimately we're doing this for you all. Not only that, hey... Join a YouTube membership. We got some great things coming for you all, and you don't want to be left behind. You want to be here first. So go ahead and join the memberships. And if you're on YouTube, go over to all other the platforms, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google, Apple Podcasts, whatever that is. Leave us five stars. Say something nice and we continue moving up those charts. Follow us on Instagram at underscore on the porch. And you guys can follow me on Instagram at underscore Mr. Dot Mindset BJ.
1: Like you said, guys, y'all go ahead and like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube page. And guys, we're blowing up we're going up and up every week every week y'all go ahead and check out our instagram we got a couple um posts on there that are um doing really well right now y'all go ahead and check that out and we're not hard to find guys y'all go follow us at underscore on the porch on mostly every platform out there guys we're not hard to find guys we're putting in y'all face every tuesday on youtube and we drop almost every day on instagram so y'all go ahead and get that guys
0: let's get it and guess what we out Peace. What I like too is like JT on the track
3: again,
1: the run that shit up, trace.